2: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy
0: Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk Sport Daily podcast with me, host Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out on Drive Late today from 4pm. Now, we begin, of course, with... Ski something, no, cricket. And England, of course, have fought back on day two of the second test. Finishing on 278 for 4 at the close. Trailing by. 2, 3, the 6, capped 4, it's one, 20, 100, 138 runs we trail by. Yeah, I mean it says it in front of me, I didn't work that out. Ben, best read this correctly, Duckett made 98. Here's Steve Hammy Armisen and John Norman reacting to today's play on Ashes Inquest on Talksport.
2: If our WhatsApp messages ever see the light of day the ones that were pinging between me and you and the producer Scott when they lost those three quick wickets I think we're both out of a job what <laughs> on earth was going on there
3: um, I'm not sure what was going on carnage was go- what was going on I try hard to defend England as much as I possibly can and try and see um, try and give you a, a logic to what's just been witnessed in front of my eyes I think the execution again was was poor I just think in this situation, I've never have a problem with England being positive. I've never have a problem with England being ultra positive. But I just get the sense that England misread the situation with Nathan Lyon off the field. Nathan Lyon walks off the field one wicket down. All of a sudden, if you can get Hazelwood, who hasn't who's played two games in the he's played two test matches in about eighteen months. Commons, Stark Stark is go was going at seven and over, eight and over at the time. And you're going yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm all for being positive, but just pick the right ones. Like Ben Stokes did when he came in. Just pick the right ones. Take not everyone. And unfortunately, England were you know predetermined in what they were trying to do, and they were they knew the short ball was coming, and
2: the execution was poor. David Gow, former England captain, of course. Uh, uh, it spoke with Sam Ellard, who's been here, and uh, David Gower slammed England's shot selection when facing the short ball this afternoon.
3: One of the things I wanted from Bazball, especially after that first test match, is for Bazball to get slightly smarter. Love the entertainment, love the commitment, love the positivity, just to get slightly smarter. And yeah, I'm now getting slightly sick of people running down the pitch and missing it when they're playing well. So... It was, you know, it's, it's still an interesting situation, still a potentially useful situation, but it could have been better.
0: Now, in day one of the Test, former England batsman Kevin Peter Peterson was critical of Ben Stokes' Izzy's size attitude. Jaime said that when they were playing in the same team, he'd have told KP to shut up. Shut up,
4: just shut up, shut up. Shut up, just shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut up.
3: you're a former team match, your old skipper Michael Vaughan and KP actually Kevin Peterson giving the the guys a shoe in especially KP you've probably seen that uh, what he said on Sky do you think that was justified? No I don't think it was justified I think this team has had one bad day in one or two bad days in 12-13 months mm. I think some of the stuff that they were having a go at the mat too meaty I think there's times and there's time and a place but they're in the mainstream media, they're there to give their opinion and I'm not going to knock Kevin for having, for having his opinion. He's, um, he's always had it, um, he was always forceful with it. It wasn't always warranted, it wasn't always best received. I'm sure it wasn't best received in the England dressing room this morning. Mm. Um, it certainly wasn't at times best received in the England dressing room when we were in it. <laughs> um, but a few of us could say to Kevin, And no certain terms to shut up. But he's getting paid to to give his opinion. And I think at times there was a lot of frustration yesterday. But I think in the context of it, you've got to look at it in a five-day way. If he said that on day five when England had just got beat, I'd probably agree with him. But he says that on day one, Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of cricket to be played, and the sun's got to come out, and you've still got three innings to go. I'll agree with him if England lose this Test match because it was a poor day yesterday. Shambolic? I'm not so sure.
0: Now, as you heard in the last episode of the podcast, Arsenal getting close to signing Declan Rice from West Ham for £100 million. Man City are now out of the running. Robbie Lyle from Arsenal Fan TV said it's a statement of intent from the Gunners.
4: You know that they'll definitely strengthen. They've already got an existing great squad as it is. But I think that's where we fell short last season is squad depth. We just, you know, remember when Saliba went out yeah. of the team, they, they, you know, the, the, the players that came in, they did well, but they just weren't of the same level as Saliba. So I like the fact that we're bringing in a lot of quality players and it's a statement of intent to to outbid Manchester City and get Depp and Rice. <clears throat> I think that's a real statement of intent by Arsenal. And I think the fact that these players are being very attracted to coming to play for Arsenal, to play for Arteta, to you know, Arsenal's a team on the up. The stadium's buzzing at the moment. The, the, the manager's doing great. There's exciting players like Saka in the team. It really is. And we're back in the Champions League, of course. So yeah. it's an exciting place to come to right now.
0: Now, Enia Luko has insisted her Declan Rice transfer prediction on breakfast was vindicated as Arsenal finally agreed on that deal with West Ham. She doubled down on her claims on White and Jordan.
2: In terms of whether Pep would help Arteta, again, I I don't know. I'm assuming that, you know, these two uh, communicate, at least. And I think that Pep's in a position of strength. He's just won the treble. He may have already known that Declan Rice doesn't want to come to City. And the fact that they've only made one bid and not pushed to make another bid, and the day after they made the first bid then pulled out of the race, says to me they didn't want Declan Rice as much as Arsenal did. And inevitably once that City bid was made, Arsenal then had clear reign to make negotiate with West Ham to do a record transfer fee. I don't think that that is necessarily a coincidence. I think that's an organised approach to a record transfer fee and that's the facts. That's how it's it's panned out.
0: And stay with Arsenal, they've also signed Kai Havertz from London rivals Chelsea. That can't, that can't be right. Can it? It's £65 million pounds for Kai Havertz. You should tell him you've done something wrong there. You've, is it 6.5? It is actually 6.5. 65? Super Ali McCoy reckons it's a great signing. He probably thinks it's 6.5 as well. I really genuinely think he's a terrific player
5: who was played out of position last year. You'll know what I mean being yeah. an ex-centre forward. I, I think he's one of these... He was played in that position... out. And it was unnatural to him, because I, I watched him on numerous occasions, mate. He just kept coming to the ball, whereas, you know, a lot of the times, most centre-forwards will drift away from the ball and try and find themselves in a position between the, opposition, the opposite full-back and the opposite centre-back and things like that, try and find mm-hmm. themselves a little bit of space. He is drawn to the ball like a natural attacking midfielder, if you like. I think he's far better coming off a side or indeed... Um, and that kind of number ten positional, he's certainly, certainly not an out and out goal scorer. But I think he'll I actually think he's one of these players that will chip in with probably as many, if not more, goals from a deeper position than he would from the centre forward position. And I think he's extremely talented, and we haven't seen the best of him yet,
0: mate. Now, talksport understands that Man United have agreed with Chelsea to buy Mason Mount for fifty-five million pounds plus five million in add-ons. I'll just call it sixty. Here's the transfer insiders reacting to the news.
2: Well, it's quite complicated because of the uh, ownership situation at Man United about exactly what they're able to do. It was always quite clear that there would be budget for a Mason Mount level deal. But beyond that, we're not so certain. And of course... Many people want to see the ownership situation clarified as, as quickly as possible. And if there is to be a takeover, maybe more funds will be released. In terms of um, the operations on a day-to-day basis, John Murtagh leading the recruitment um, set up, it's being regarded as business as usual. And so they are pursuing options in their priority positions which are striker number nine and also goalkeeper midfield was one of those you don't know exactly how the chronology will go and it seems that mason mount has fallen first but they'll continue those pursuits on now to a bit of (laughs) boxing
0: and with the number of fights not actually happening promoter frank rabbit hole warren told Ryan jordan that saudi arabia's influence on the fight game is a privilege as well as a curse
4: Good for the boxers, but with the greatest respect, it's not that they're having fights there every month because obviously the, the weather and and how it f- you know fits in with their plans. But you know we were talking to uh, Prince Khalid and his team, and they're very determined, and they are determined people to put the to put the big fights on. But they can only do that when you know when uh, the the government make the money available for the fights to take place. And what we can't do in the meantime is to be be waiting for that, we've got to make things happen otherwise these guys are not going to fight off that and they've said themselves, if any of these fighters lose their fights, then those fights are out
1: It's that time of the year, your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle, and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.
0: Now the rematch between British heavyweight Joe Joyce and China's Li Zhang will take place at Wembley's Ovo Arena on the 23rd of September. Oh, I love gravy. Joyce was in the studio after the announcement and knows he's in for another tough test.
3: Even in the first fight, I felt like, and watching it back, there was an opportunity if, for me to to win the fight, but it's just that I kind of like stopped mm-hmm. it, so stopped it going to the second half of the fight, so maybe that might... The, might make the difference, but I know Zhang and his team are like still training hard, and they, they he's going to be way more confident and knows exactly what to do. He's um, all like used to being in there with orthodox fighters. Well, um, this is my first southpaw for for a while, and it's a whole different ball game because it's, just, cause it's a completely different tactic to face someone who's southpaw and who's orthodox. Because southpaws, there's different type of southpaws, so and he's a a counter southpaw.
0: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app. Why are you shouting? Because uh, I'm excited that it's coming to an end, something going. Anyway, make sure you listen on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks that daily podcasts at first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it until then. Thanks for this. Never lovely down above bubble Be safe, everyone. Seriously, I know I say this every day and it, you just go, yeah, I know what you're saying. Be safe. But genuinely, be safe, everyone. Be safe.